यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन प्रॉट यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट हाई दिस इज नम्रता पटेल फ्रॉम मिंस पर्सनल फाइनेंस टीम एंड इन दिस एपिसोड ऑफ वाई नॉट मिंट मनी we will be talking to a woman who features in India's top women in finance and runs her own financial advisory and wealth management firm so let's welcome our guest saloni sampi a fund manager a sebi registered investment advisor and founder of my wealth guide let's welcome saloni on this episode hi welcome to why not mint money a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth so let's get started on your money journey hi saloni thank you for joining us today hi namrata thank you so much for having me uh, on this today it's our pleasure to have you on this episode saloni so saloni tell us about your personal financial journey and how you invest your money now versus how you invested back when you were an analyst at mckinsey uh that's a good question actually namrata um i'm actually a fourth generation finance professional uh you know starting from my great grandfather and then my grandfather and my mother who were actually who are actually stock brokers uh my mother was in fact one of the first few women brokers in bombay stock exchange um so conversations about money investing were actually dinner table conversations you know we often discuss things um, and i was always inclined to have a career in finance um obviously uh, you know then i did my management from sydney and then was recruited by mckinsey india so i moved to gurgaon for that uh my salary at that point i think was maybe 15000 of which uh, you know 5000 went to rent 5000 for expenses and 5000 was what i managed to save at that point in time of course this is 2004 so it was a very good salary for those times uh the money that i saved i didn't land up doing too much with it initially at that point uh because um, you know like i was in mckinsey's research department but i was working predominantly with their european team or uh, you know on various financial analysis etc so i while i would track the indian markets i was far more conversant in you know companies in europe and us etc I think at that point in fact my father would largely handle my investments taxation or and then I realized uh, you know then it struck me that I know finance well I've been working in this field um you know I understand how to analyze companies so why am I not doing my own research and you know making those decisions for myself so I think um that's when I kind of began looking at my own investments um no i i did have some knowledge in fundamental analysis i'd also pursued uh, my cfa so you know that built a base as well i added i learned a little bit of technical analysis well to you know add that to my knowledge as well and that's essentially how uh, my financial journey uh, you know began and my investment journey began right so it was pretty much like most of us where our parents start investing or doing tax saving investments and then gradually if we do end up educating ourselves we do take over the investment aspect of portfolio management so saloni after mckinsey you joined rare enterprises run by the famous rakesh janjanwala at rare enterprises you were part of the team that handled investments worth 1 billion us dollars so handling such huge portfolios what were your key learnings on building a portfolio and accumulating wealth 
So uh, when I joined Rare, um, you know, I was lucky to be in the heart of things because this was, um, I think, 2007. We were in the middle of a raging bull market. You know, everything that you invested in went up and made money. Uh, I was uh, one of the youngest members of the team, and I was the only woman. So, um, you know, I often defer to the opinions of others, thinking they'd spend more time in the markets and knew better than me. In fact, uh, there was a company, you know, that I worked on extensively, and while I found the industry extremely attractive, I thought the company was not the right investment. But I, you know. but the investment was still made and i invested as well uh, you know in that company even though i was personally not convinced and you know thereafter actually the company and the stock went not too well so i think that taught me a very important uh, lesson that you need to do your research and you need to need to have conviction in your idea uh this works on both sides uh, you know because often what happens is uh, people get tips they buy but then they don't know if when to sell they don't know you know especially if the mark, um if the prices are down by 10 20% so i think um having conviction and belief in myself and my research was something uh you know that i really learned another important thing um you know and that i really i that i really observed and admired uh, rakesh ji doing was uh, his risk taking ability uh you know i mean i have seen him being convinced and then betting the bank on positions that he was very convinced about whereas i would invest a very small fraction of my portfolio so you know even if that became like say you know i've had some 10 baggers some 20 baggers but because the initial position was so small it made no difference eventually to my portfolio so you know i think that position sizing and risk taking ability was something um that was very important that i learned uh another thing um you know is that whether you have a portfolio of you know say 1 lakh rupees or whether you have a billion dollar portfolio are uh, the basic principles of investing the basic philosophy largely remains the same and then once you follow that that's something that you can apply across whether it's a large portfolio or whether it's a small portfolio I think a lot of times people have the thought process that oh it's a small portfolio so it doesn't matter much but you know it is that portfolio that is going to go in the future and set the tone for your uh, you know your wealth creation so I think um these were the two most important things um you know that I learned being at rare right and i guess when you spoke about conviction i feel you know when you're con- you know you have some conviction about the investment you're making your risk taking capacity automatically adjusts to that particular conviction yes you're completely correct on that because um you know when see i mean we often see like for example right now stocks are down 10 20 30 40% right if you don't have conviction in the stock that you've invested it's very hard for you to hold on to especially when you need to be holding on to that position right so it uh, and also sometimes adding to that position so only when you have conviction can you take that higher amount of risk and add to the position and um, you know you're a fund manager now saloni so your journey from a research analyst to a fund manager how did that help you build your investment philosophy your personal investment philosophy right so um as i told you you know i began working uh, with rakesh anjanwala in 2008 uh, sorry 2007 so you know for one year i had only seen an unprecedented bull market 
um, very similar to in fact anyone who would have started investing in the last few years. Uh, anything that you bought would only go up, especially junk stocks. And you know, then we had Black Monday. It was one of the biggest crashes, not just in India but globally. Uh, and panic set in. You know, as stocks were twenty, thirty percent down in a single day. Everyone around me was in shock, and you know it was very difficult for the mind to even react because we'd never seen stocks down that much in one single day. And in fact, over the course of the year, markets corrected about sixty-four percent. So you know, amidst all that gloom, very few people could actually muster the courage to buy. And this made me realize how even the most experienced investors could become numb in a crash, and how much emotions affect our investing. Now, I was always drawn towards screeners, and I maintained a list of stocks uh, which I thought were good buys based on certain parameters. So this actually helped me buy, uh, you know, Marico at I think it was twenty-five rupees that time during this time. Uh, it came five x in five years. So over the course of next few years, uh, you know, I used the screeners, bought um, again Kaveri seeds, which went on to become sixteen x. So, um, you know, working with uh, Mr. Junjunwala, obviously, I interacted with some of the smartest uh, investors in India, like um, you know, Radha Kishan Damani, Ramdev Agarwal, Ramesh Damani, Nimesh Shah, etc. Each with a very different investing style. So, this exposure also helped me form my investment philosophy. There are four core principles uh, that I follow uh, in my personal investing uh, investing philosophy. Uh, one is the first one is to eliminate emotions and subjectivity. The second is react quickly to protect the downside. The third is ride the winners, and fourth is don't time the market. So just to take you through a little bit detail, um, you know about each of these. Now emotions substantially impact our investing. You know greed and fear. is a very very important factor which you know when people should buy they actually sell and when they should sell they actually buy right access actually did a study from 2003 where they found that even if a fund returned 19% the investors earned only 13% that's 6% lower so 10x returns instead of 27x and this is only because emotions uh you know affect our investing and people were trying to uh you know move in and out of the markets trying to time the market now when we look at uh you know protecting the downside uh peter lynch actually very famously said selling your winners and holding on to your losers is like cutting flowers and watering the weeds so our core tenant is to protect your downside and let your winners run um a lot of people applied for example for the ptm ipo and you know got shares at the ipo price of 2150 it listed at 1950 and you know people knew that they should sell maybe because the business model was not sustainable but got greedy thinking okay let me at least wait till the price comes to my cost i think it's maybe 7 800 rupees now so taking the decision to sell when you're losing money is one of the toughest ones Most people spend most of their times and focus on what to buy and when to buy. We foc I focus on essentially when to sell because knowing when to sell and having an exit strategy is just as important or far more important, or uh, you know, than what you're buying and when you're buying. So it's very crucial to react quickly to protect your downside because you know stocks can fall fifty percent. While you're waiting for it to get your cost price, and then it can fall another fifty percent from there, right? 
so uh, that is another important uh, philosophy that i follow the third is basically ride the winner so you know i spoke about marico and how it became 5x right the uh, only reason i sold marico is because i thought okay it's gone up 5x so you know that's a good price let me exit now for no other reason but it actually went another it became another 5x from that level as well so it's very important to let the winners run you know and not sell unless you really have a reason to sell don't sell just because it's gone up by x percentage and the last and i think most important especially uh, right now given uh, you know what the markets are doing right now is um don't time the market uh, i think far more money uh, this peter lynch said again um far more money has been lost by investors trying to anticipate corrections than in the corrections themselves you know i remember clients calling me or uh, since october 2020 saying oh markets are too expensive or uh, you know we should exit at this point some did and then they regret and you know those who don't actually that's when we saw an, you know a very large bull market after that point as well so um i think that's another important point another thing that people forget is a 10 to 20% correction happens almost every single year so that is something that is very very normal you know and i've worked with a lot of smart people and i've never seen anyone be able to predict the time and magnitude of crashes so instead of preemptively trying to time the market and losing out i prefer having a robust risk management system that reacts quickly to protect your portfolio in case if the markets crash at that point in time. so right. i essentially yeah continue so i essentially took these four principles and uh, you know my learnings in the last uh, 17 18 years in the industry to develop a few strategies um you know few quant strategies these strategies traditionally were only available i think for hni as an investment of 50 lakh above by the pms too so my aim was to democratize these institutional level strategies to enable everyone to gain exposure to quant strategies starting with a minimum investment of less than 1 lakh so only just a moment let me interrupt you can you for our listeners just explain what a quant strategy is sure so a uh, quant models essentially uh, try to determine patterns in data to build a mathematical or statistical frameworks so basically there are a set of rules which are defined based on pre selected factors or parameters and that correlation to performance and then you undertake extensive data crunching to pick stocks which have a higher probability of outperforming the benchmark so uh, the benefit of quant uh, funds is essentially uh, you know because you're following a rule based system which has no discretion no manager or no human Uh, discretion it completely eliminates human biases and emotions which substantially impact our investing so saloni how does a retail investor you know invest in a quant strategy so um i think traditionally uh, as i mentioned uh, mainly the options were via pms so there were a few funds that did via pms uh, now uh, a retail investor can actually take advantage of these strategies and invest uh, on these strategies uh, via small cap which basically has a much much lower ticket size um you know less than sub 1 lakh rupees so it's it's very easy for a retail investor to actually gain exposure to these strategies and invest in them right but would you recommend a small case to investors who are just beginning out should they just stick to a more safer investments like mutual funds compared to a small case 
Uh, I think both have their advantages and both, um, you know, have uh, different use cases. So uh, let's assume that, you know, someone has just started out, uh, doesn't want to say, you know, think too much, just wants to uh, invest a certain sum every month, uh, you know, like fill it, shut it, forget it kind of a strategy. Uh, then mutual funds are great because mutual funds are geared uh, towards retail investors. And, um, you know, you obviously have the taxation benefit. So there's not much involvement from your end once you've invested. Uh, whatever changes the fund manager makes, the fund manager makes. But, you know, beyond that, you don't have to do anything from your end. Obviously, because they're geared towards, um, you know, retail, it's also a safer and more conservative investment option. But, you know, a lot of youngsters today uh, do their research. A lot of youngsters want to invest directly into stocks. You know, they want different strategies beyond uh, the strategies that are available. So they prefer investing in stocks. But not everybody has the expertise or the time to really research and study stocks, right? That's where small case comes in because, you know, in small case, you have SEBI registered managers um like myself or uh, you know where say i have the philosophy which i just shared with you so i build a portfolio based on that philosophy and um you know anyone can go and invest in those strategies so one of the advantages as i mentioned is also um you know because the portfolio size is smaller uh, you're able to invest in a lot of companies that mutual funds can't. Now, when a mutual fund is, you know, 10,000, 20,000 crores, it really restricts and limits the companies that they can invest in. Uh, in small case, that is the advantage. So there are a lot more companies. So your universe of companies widens. Um, second is also, uh, you know, the stocks are in your DMAT account. So you have full control over what is happening. And there's full transparency. So you know exactly what is being sold, what is being bought, uh, how much. You know you, you know exactly all of that. Uh, and then there are various themes also that you can invest in uh, based on small case. So I feel if you are a conservative investor or someone just starting off, mutual funds can be a great route uh, you know, for that person. Uh, but if you... You know, if you want... If you're aggressive in your investing, if you want... Um, alpha over uh, that, then you can look at investing in small case, which gives you exposure to a lot of different strategies. Right. And Saloni, speaking about, you know, timing the market and not taking emotional calls, uh, do you still feel that, in, you know, in market situations like this, when there is so much volatility and the markets, uh, you know, are down, is, should that be a right chance and right opportunity for investors to put in their money into, uh, you know, investments that they strongly believe in? Um, I think that, you know, when there's a dip, it's a good time definitely to invest in the markets because, uh, you know, you're getting it at a lower cost. But you also need to be aware that, uh, you know, markets have fallen 10, 12, 15 percent. They can still fall further from these levels. So, you know, when you're investing in a dip, it is a little bit like catching a falling knife as well. So you need to be aware of that, that, you know, while you're investing in a dip, the markets could fall further from those levels as well. Right. So basically invest, but invest in smaller you know, tranches so that if the market falls further, you can put in some additional amount if you do have so. 
Yeah, I think ideally the best way to invest is, um, you know, especially in a dip is to have a certain price point, say 5% and invest maybe uh, 20-25% at each 5% drop. Uh, so that ensures that you kind of take benefit of various levels. But of course, for this, uh, you know, you the person who's doing it needs to be extra vigilant and be tracking the market every day as well. Um, you know, which is why I say that it's very difficult to track and try and time the market in that sense. Um, actually, what we do in our portfolios is we have a very strong risk management system as well. So, uh, you know, when we see that there's a market correction, um, the portfolio would move into cash. Uh, for example, in March 2020, uh, you know, when the markets crashed, 50% of the portfolio moved into cash. So it restricted the loss to uh, only about 20%, whereas the index fell 38%. So, um, you know, when if you've picked a manager, uh, you have various asset allocation strategies also that kind of take care of this so that you don't need to actively be uh, tracking the market every day and doing that. Right. And Saloni, our last question for the day. How would you, you know, what would you recommend to a beginner level investor about investments and asset allocation any quick you know tips for beginner level investors uh, i think the first and biggest tip that i would give anyone listening to this and especially anyone who's not started investing is invest now it doesn't matter if you invest five, 500 rupees it doesn't matter if you invest 10 lakh rupees time is the far is the most important uh, factor that there is in terms of compounding so start today whatever be the amount um, second is invest based on your risk profile and time to goal. Uh, this is important because see money at the end of the day is supposed to give you peace of mind and not give you palpitations. So, you know, for someone who's conservative and they put maybe 80% in equity and they see their portfolio down 20-30%, they're not going to sleep for the entire month. So it's very important that you invest basis your, uh, you know, temperament and your risk taking ability. Um, and I think these are the two main important things that someone who's starting on their investment journey especially should be extremely careful. But third, yes, the third, of course, is um, invest in products, invest in things that you understand. You know, make sure you kind of understand what you're investing in so you understand the risks as well. A lot of people, um, you know, see extremely high returns in products and invest without really understanding uh, what the risk is in that. You know, for example, FNOs, we've seen a lot of people who've, Maybe, you know, invested, put in 50,000 and then realize that they eventually have to pay 35 lakhs and stuff, which they can't afford to, right? So it's very important that you invest, uh, you, you understand the risks of what you're investing in as well. So, you know, you understand the worst case scenarios. It was a pleasure having you on our podcast and hope your uh, tribe of women fund managers keeps growing. Thank you so much, Namrata, uh, for having me on this show. Um, you know, I'm hoping all the women's listening to this, you know, ask their fathers, brothers, husbands, whoever's looking after investments for them that, you know, and try to understand what's going on, because I feel that's extremely important. So make sure you do that. And thank you so much for having me here. Thank you, Saloni. That's all from today's episode of Why Not Mint Money. If you have any more questions for Saloni or like this episode and have some feedback, do drop in your comments on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Namrita Patel 6 N-A-M-R-A-T-A-P-A-T-E-L-06. Thank you for tuning in.
This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.